It's time for the KHNS Local News. I'm Alan de Premenil. Today in the news, whatever the season, Southeast Alaska is green. From the mixed conifer forest to the roadside shrubbery, there is a lot of green. But not all of it is benign. An invasive species has found a home along Southeast's highways, pushing out native blueberry and salmonberry bushes. Ironically, it's quite beautiful, which makes a recent gathering of experts in Sitka all the more determined to eradicate it. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. It comes from Japan, and it can't be stopped. You can't burn it, drown it, or bury it. Concrete is nothing but so much dust in its path. What is it? Godzilla! Actually, it's worse than Godzilla. It's Japanese knotweed, and it's been quietly taking over many roadways in southeast Alaska. This plant possesses supernatural qualities, unearthly qualities that are not of this world. John Hudson is with the Southeast Alaska Watershed Coalition in Juneau. He spoke at the Alaska Invasive Species Partnership Conference in Sitka in November. He is working on ways to destroy a plant that is almost indestructible. Apparently you can douse it with salt water. Doesn't suffer too much from that. You can take the cuttings and toss it in the ocean for a couple days and it'll just wash up somewhere else and take root. If you're crazy enough to bury this stuff, Dig the hole 15 feet deeper, deeper, because it can remain dormant underground for 20 years. Hudson says it is the most invasive plant in Alaska, and it's often called the most invasive plant in the world. Like Godzilla, it appears bent on destroying the civilization that unleashed it. And the frickin' thing can grow through buildings, brick buildings. Look at that. This plant grew through a brick building and out the roof. The picture Hudson used to illustrate knotweed growing through a building was captioned, Relax, this is Britain. In Alaska, knotweed prefers not the urban zone, but the urban fringe, especially habitat where the much-loved salmonberry grows and which it will eventually smother. There are about 400 knotweed infestations in Juneau and a bit less in Sitka, but only because Sitka's road system is smaller. The infestation is only partly the plant's fault, The reason knotweed loves highway pullouts and remote turnarounds is because that's where people put it. Hudson calls it Dump Your Stuff Sunday, an American tradition to discreetly drive out the road somewhere on the weekend and dump old appliances, furniture, and sometimes yard waste. He put up another picture of a pile of dead leaves and branches someone had thrown out beside the road in Juneau. Among all the brown stems were two that were bright green. Well, if you look closely at that yard waste pile, this appears to be viable stalks of knotweed there, and it doesn't care that it's fall or that winter's coming. It'll survive the winter, and two years later, exactly, there you have it, a nice little knotweed patch. It will double the next year, double again the next year, keep doubling, and at some point in time, a hydro axe or a mowing unit or a snow plow will come along, and it will move it. And that's where the rest of those knotweed infestations come from. No one is quite sure how knotweed came to Alaska. Almost certainly it arrived as an ornamental. It is quite beautiful. And probably by a gardener and not by a gold miner, or as is rumored by famed naturalist John Muir. However it arrived, Hudson is committed to ousting it. He's found a recipe of 2%, the herbicide Roundup Custom, and 1% surfactant sprayed directly on foliage late in the growing season will knock down knotweed, 
but only if you diligently reapply annually for several years. He's been lucky to win the help of the State Department of Transportation with this work, and he soon may have another colleague. Oregon State University researcher Fritzi Grovstad traveled to Japan to find knotweed's natural enemy. So this is a picture from Japan, and this is kind of often knotweed looks like this. It's very, very shabby looking, and that's because there's a variety of insects feeding on it. Knotweed in Japan is engaged in an eternal struggle with a small insect, a psyllid, which evolved to eat it specifically. Grovestad joined an international team that traveled the length of Japan in 2007 collecting psyllids, feeding on all three varieties of knotweed, and brought them back for testing against a number of native North American species related to knotweed. After nine years of testing, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service issued a finding of no significant impact, and Grovestad was granted a release permit, giving us a tiny ally in the battle against this invasive. They're very effective at damaging and killing knotweed. But it doesn't necessarily mean the knotweed problem is solved. Grovestad has been developing a biocontrol program in the Pacific Northwest, releasing thousands of psyllids in eight states over the last three years. And what worked pretty well in the greenhouse under laboratory conditions has not been as successful in the field, with populations of psyllids failing to survive beyond a couple of winters. Predation by North American critters like ants may prevent psyllids from surviving, along with other factors that may or may not be present in Alaska. Grovestad says she doesn't know what would happen if psyllids were released here. They may like this environment better, she says. Even if biocontrol works, John Hudson warned the members of the Alaska Invasive Species Partnership to never let down their guard against knotweed or whatever comes next. Spoiler alert here. Everybody's aware of that capsule of soil from an asteroid that NASA's sitting on? They haven't quite opened it up yet. Have you heard of this? They collected soil off an asteroid 100 million miles away. I know what's in it. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. That's it for the KHNS Local News. We had a story today by Robert Woolsey and Sitka, and I'm Alan DePremineau. This is KHNS, Haynes, Skagway, and Kwakwan at 102.3 and translator K220BK Skagway, Alaska at 91.9.